to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to write a review, that would be really great too. I always need reviews. I'm just going to get right into who I have on the call today. Now, why don't I remember his name? Because I have mom brain. That is like a real thing. I recently had a baby and I'm very forgetful and I don't remember. But you'd probably, if you listen to my show a lot, you're probably like, yeah, Kathy, you're just blaming it on your baby, but you never remember a guest's name. And that's really true, actually. (laughs) So I don't remember this guy's name, um, but I remember what we talked about. And we talked all about his problem. He had a problem that he wanted to talk about. Like he had just like thoughts, thoughts that freaked him out that he, and he needed someone to talk to. And it turns out that his thoughts are like sexual thoughts about his mother and his sister. And he's had them ever since his teenage years and he can't get rid of them. And he actually can't even get turned on by anything else other than those thoughts. And he's really looking for help. And it's really fascinating because I always believe shit like that comes from someplace. Um, you know, so I kind of question him about his past and we talk about all that stuff and, uh, he's a real likable guy. I, um, really believe that he's somebody that maybe could, um, get rid of those thoughts. Eventually I give him my unprofessional advice. Of course, I tell him he should probably seek regular therapy as well, but I just believe in, this day and age when so many people are like molested by people and I don't know, everyone's kind of fucked up in one way or another that there's probably other people like this guy out there that has this problem. And um, if you're one of those people, like we, me and this guy talk about like how he could get help and he doesn't have a lot of money. So it's like hard for him to sort of find therapy. But um, I think what would be really helpful for this guy is actually to find somebody to talk to that has the same problem and maybe has gotten help or knows about it and can help him. So if you're one of those people, um, you know, shoot me an email and I'd love to, and you think that you could actually help him, shoot me an email and I'll put you in touch with him. Um, if you're like a perv and you're just looking to sort of like, you know, go down that incest route with him in a dirty way, like don't bother because that's not what he's looking for. He actually needs somebody that will help him at this point. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, and I only bring that up because after we taped the podcast, he wrote me an email saying like, thanks so much. It was so great to talk to someone that wasn't like a perv, like wanting to discuss. Because I can imagine he puts that shit out there and then other people that have the same dysfunction that aren't at his place and looking to get rid of it and just still horny for it or just like looking to get it on with other people like them. But anyway, this guy's really looking for help. So, so I will reiterate, if you have the same problem and conquered it or know of a forum or something, I don't know. I, I'd like to help this guy because I felt for him. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with the guy that has thoughts about his mother and sister. I don't remember his name. Okay, I'll be right back on. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. 
send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Izzy. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Okay, cool. So let's get right to your issue. You're having some sort of, I mean, I don't really know exactly what your crazy thoughts are, but you're having these crazy thoughts that are making you feel a little bit weird about yourself and you were looking for somebody to talk to or get advice from. I know that you said you were hoping that the person that you spoke with was non-judgmental and maybe had a little kink in them. So I'm assuming it has to do with sexual thoughts. Um, so why don't you explain what your thoughts are and what kind of advice you're looking for? Well, basically, I've had thoughts on and off for a while, and I've gotten to the point where I think I might be a little bit too old for these thoughts. You might be a little bit what? I may be a little bit too old for these thoughts. Okay. Um, What are your thoughts? So why do you think, how old are you, Izzy? I'm 27. Okay, so what kind of thoughts are you having that you would think at 27 you're too old for? I mean, I'm thinking if you're like 85, maybe it's too old to fuck a 25-year-old. But like, what are your thoughts at 27 that you're too old to be having? Well, primarily my thoughts revolve around incest. Oh, okay. And now, so they're in, right. Well, I would say that it doesn't matter how old you are. Probably those thoughts are a little bit, you know, alarming right like I don't think that there's an age where that's appropriate or maybe when you're really little right like there's Freudian stuff that goes down right I don't know (laughs) but so what are your how long have you been having these thoughts for you're 27 now are these thoughts that are just coming up now or were they always there well no I've had these thoughts on and off uh, for pretty much over a decade now for a decade yeah when did they first start? Like when they first started to happen, did it freak you out? Like what were those first experiences like when you started to realize like you were having these thoughts and they turned you on? Well, when I first had the thoughts, I admit I did feel a bit weird, but I figured, hey, I'm a teenager. Maybe this is normal, you know, to be turned on by my surroundings. Uh huh. You know, it's been so long now, you know, I'm kind of freaked out about it every now and then. I feel... It's like half of me feels like the top, but half of me feels like really guilty about it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's the good news is that you have the part of you that you can't sort of control and something and whatever that is that's attracted to it, right? That's the dysfunctional you. But there's a healthy you that understands that maybe something's not right there and you don't feel good about it. So it's good that you have that part of yourself because sometimes we have to use that part to like conquer the other part. You know, a lot of times you have to like go against yourself really in life to, you know, fix like issues that you have. So what are your thoughts? Like, who are the family members that you're thinking of? Are they cousins? Is it like your sister? Is it men? Is it women? Like, what's your deal? Well, actually, uh, that's a thing. My, I say, they're not really focused on one person. Like, my thoughts like bounce around between like the women in my family, whether it's my mom or my sister or cousins sometimes, you know. Is it always women? Has it ever been guys too or just women? No, it's just women. So it could be your sister, it could be your cousin, it could be your mom. But let me ask you this. Do you have thoughts for women that aren't related to you or your strongest sexual thoughts related to people that are related to you? 
Well, it's not. I wouldn't say I have as many thoughts as I do, you know, towards relatives. Like, for instance, um, a while ago, I, I I got oral from a woman. And, you know, as as a guy, as a friend, you know, I can't even get into it without, you know, imagining somebody. You couldn't get into it, so you imagined somebody else? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. And who did you imagine? Someone you were related to? Yes. Yeah. See, that only like help. Like, I got to tell you, when you have like, that only would help that fuel that, right? Like, I don't know, but we'll get into that later. So let me just keep asking you some questions just to get the basic information. So you've been having these thoughts since you're like a teenager. Like, do you remember when you were like really like, do you have like a lot of memories of yourself or, and of things that went down with you when you were really young? Uh, I mean, I didn't, I mean, if you're leaning towards like, okay, maybe this guy got abused or something, no, nothing like that, you know. You know, like I said, thoughts like really ramped up when I was around, you know, a teenager. Right, I know. But when did you start jerking off? Do you remember? Is it Did it happen around the same time you ha- started to have these thoughts? Um, I don't recall. Actually, it's been so long. And actually, my childhood was really screwed up, you know. I had a going on with, you know, family getting divorced and everything. Uh, everything was just so messed up. I just don't remember all of it. So your family was really messed up. You, when you were younger, your parents got divorced, and so things were like really not good for you when you were growing up. When you were growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about like. So I'm sure there's like psychologists out there that you could go see, which you definitely should, right? I think, like I said, I think it's the good news is is that you have that part of yourself that's looking for help because there is some part of you that gets that this is like not right right and that's the good news and you have to like go get counseling for it because I'm going to give you my unprofessional advice and I'll give you think I'll tell you what I think about it but I think that there's probably therapists out there that really know the real deal and could really help you and rewire your brain. I just think it's like a a, a wiring issue. Probably something happened to you. And I don't know that it necessarily has to be abuse, right? I don't know. Like I said, I've never read a book about it. I don't have this issue, but I would guess that it has to be somehow when you were growing up and when you were really young and those sort of, you know, your sexuality was coming into play, somehow you got wired to be attracted to people that were related to you. And then now that you're getting blowjobs and you're older and you're, you know, you, you go to that place where you try, because you can't get off on someone regular, you, you use people that are in your family to get you off. It only is going to make that stronger, I'm going to tell you. That's like the worst thing to do. I would say the best thing to do is keep getting blowjobs from women that aren't related to you and don't think about anything and try to get yourself to a place where you could eventually get turned on by, you know, people who aren't related to you. But that I think will take some time. But I think that that's eventually what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to rewire your brain to learn or to to see, uh, to, to figure out or to wire yourself to be attracted to other people. Because the whole thing with your family members is something that probably happened to you when you were very early on and you went with it, right? Because you were probably too young to know that it was wrong or not right, right? Or not natural. And you just kept probably maybe 
fantasizing about it because it felt good for you, right? You didn't probably know any better at the time. And then after doing it for so long, I think it becomes like a habit. And then you don't know how to be turned on by anybody but. But I could imagine that it makes you feel terrible sometimes, but yet good, right? It's like that fucked up thing, right? That I get why you say that you feel crazy because there's probably a part of you that really feels good when you're in the moment and then you feel terrible the minute you've come, right? Like right afterwards, you just feel like, what the fuck did I just do? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very, yeah. yeah, And that's very common when somebody has some sort of dysfunction or addiction to something that they don't feel good about. And like I said, there's plenty of people out there that probably have incestuous thoughts or maybe they don't even care. And then they go on to molest people or they, they rape their sisters. Like, I don't know. But like the fact that you're calling me and the fact that you're putting an ad out there and you're thinking that it's wrong is very is great and which means that there is hope for you to change that around and you need to change that around because you're 27 years old right don't you want to like get married one day and have kids or have relationships with women that are right like i would assume that that's what you want one day that'd be nice right and now let me ask you this like let me ask you about your dating history you're 27 years old have you had a girlfriend ever um i mean I, i wouldn't say girlfriend the closest thing would be like a long distance girlfriend. I mean, in days, you know, the girls that I've just gone with, they've just been like hookups. Okay, so like one night stands. Yeah. Okay, When? how old were you when you lost your virginity? Have you lost your virginity? Honestly, like, you know, I put that out for personal reasons, so really that just happened recently. Okay, that's fine. Listen, nobody knows who the fuck you are. And this is, this is I do that on purpose so that people could be really honest because no one's going to judge you. I don't know who you are. You don't have to put, but you, you know, it's really important to be honest so that I could get like the full picture. And when you go into therapy, you'll be able to do that same thing because it'll be a safe place for you to be really honest about your life so somebody could help you, right? So you just recently lost your virginity. Like how old were you? Like 26? Oh, no, I mean, like recently, I mean, within the last two months. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations (laughs) for losing your virginity. I don't know if that was something that was freaking you out that you hadn't lost it or something. How come do you think that it took you so long? Is it, do you think it's because of the thoughts that you had or do you have issues with women? Uh, No, like I said, a lot of personal, personal shit, I was like, you know, I don't, the whole, you know, losing, losing virginity before marriage was like, I don't know, that wasn't my thing. But then this whole incest thing was driving me a bit nuts. I just needed, you know, one good release. You needed one what? I needed one good release. You needed one good release. And if you had that, you didn't really need a woman, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, how many, can you count like on your one hand how many times you fooled around with women? Like, and I'm talking about anything, like whether it was a blowjob or you had sex, like I'm assuming you just had sex once, right? Because you just did it. How many, and you had sex, you you got, you had oral sex, right, with a woman once before. Have you fooled around with many other women? Yeah, um, no, not, no, not really, not recently, just that one. Um, but blowjobs I've gotten, uh, I'd say maybe six or seven. 
Okay, cool. And now how do you meet those girls? Like, how did you meet those girls? And what went down with them? Were they they were just like random hookups like that you met in a bar? Or were they people in high school? No, actually, I uh, found them online through Craigslist. So what did you put out? What ad did you put out on Craigslist that you got girls? Because let me tell you, a lot of my guys call me from Craigslist. And a lot of times it's very hard for them to find girls to hook up with on Craigslist. How did you find them? Were they like escorts or you put an ad saying, I'm looking to hook up with a girl and they emailed you? Um, no, actually, no. Uh, I look for the ads. that like, did somebody looking for help? You know, it's a help for help situation where, you know, I do something for them. They do something for me. Right. So, what have you done for the blowjobs that you've gotten? Like, what what did gr- what were the girls looking for from you? Uh, yeah, um, actually, I I haven't paid more than than two. You know, some were looking for rent or car titles, or you know, some need you know many groceries. Oh, okay. So it kind okay. So you paid for it, kind of, right? So the women said, "Hey, I'll give you sexual favors if you help me out financially on some level." Yeah. So groceries. What's the most you ever paid for a blowjob? When you say two, do you mean two hundred or twenty dollars? Like, what do you mean by two? <laughs> um. Well, no. From from blowjobs, um, I'd say the most I I paid is maybe ninety. You know. Okay. And. And actually, I've had sex twice, and you know, both times with different women, uh, it was like one one fifty. Uh huh. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, okay, so the so recently was the first time you had sex, and then you had it again, right? From Craigslist ads. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this because I ask all of my callers on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate yourself? Like full package looks like the whole shebang. Like, what would you give yourself on a scale of one to ten? One being the lowest, ten being the hottest. Um, honestly, yeah, I'd probably give myself like um, uh, seven point five, maybe. Okay, that's not bad. That's like a little, that's like, I would say seven is average. So you're a little bit better than average. Now, do you have like a lot, like you went to high school, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. What do you do for a living now? Do you work? Um, currently, no, I don't have a job. Currently, okay. I'm just at home. Okay, that's cool. But what did you used to do? Or like, what is your trade? Um, well, uh, I don't, I don't, think people would consider anything because honestly I would like to make stuff you know to sell or buy stuff and reset it I've never had like yeah, but that's a thing now. Now people do that on, online. Like people spy shit on eBay and sell it. They set up stores. I mean, that is something that people do nowadays that is considered yeah. a job. You know what I mean? There's a lot of new things that young people are doing for work that isn't necessarily what people did when I grew up. I really feel like I was born in the wrong generation because I had to go work in places where people were wearing certain outfits and you had to be all buttoned up and guys wore suits and it was so ridiculous. I never understood that whole mentality and nowadays you have like these super cool new companies and internet companies and all these other things that people could do online right by themselves and they could start their own business and make money without having to sell out and go work for somebody else right so so that's what you did you would set up shop and like sort of buy and sell stuff you could turn that into something that's a that's a gig I consider that like a you know a job right 
Is there anything like in your life like that, you know, you're 27 now and I, I think that it's still, you're still super young and sometimes it's, it takes a while to figure out what you want to do maybe for the rest of your life or whatever. Maybe, you know, that's unrealistic to say, but is there anything that besides like selling and buying stuff online that you always wanted to do when you quote unquote grew up? Um, well, like, you know, so for me, it was crazy. I drug problems and, you know, trouble with school, basically. So what I want to do is that in my grasp, but I really love technology. I, you know, I want to go be, start a game developing. Game, know. be a game developer? Yes. Okay, I listen. I had I got thrown out of three high schools. I was I had a difficult childhood too, and I definitely acted out and was thrown out of a lot of schools and fucked up a lot of stuff in my life. But and I didn't go back to college till I was twenty six years old. I didn't have my first real job till I was thirty. So it's always like there. It's never as long as you're alive, Izzy. Like I really believe that you could do anything. You could start anything. Like if I decide to be a doctor tomorrow, I could go to school and be a doctor. And I'm forty six years old, and I would fucking do it because I just don't buy into that whole like, oh, you have to do this at a certain time age thing. Like you could do it whenever. So that whole technology thing that you're really into, that you really love, that you really want to do, you still have plenty of time to do it. And it doesn't matter that you fucked off in high school and you were like bad in high school. You know, you're going to grow up and you're going to get older and you're going to be like 10 different people than you were the person you were in high school. So it doesn't really matter. You could let go of that. You know what I mean? You could eventually get into that gaming thing when you get your shit together and you feel right about it. So don't ever give up on that. I mean, why do you think that you can't do it now? Um, well, right now, I, you know, because I, I don't even have a GD. I, you know, you I dropped out of high school. Okay, so you didn't graduate high school? No. Okay, what grade did you quit or get thrown out or whatever? Um, <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing. I went to alternative school. When I went back to regular school, I was a, um, I had enough credits to where okay, I had caught up to my classmates. They were in twelfth grade, uh -huh. um, but you know the school refused to give me those credits, or I don't know something messed up. So basically, I was in. I was going to be in tenth grade all over again. So I had to do double the work at that other school and to come back, you know, find out that that work didn't mean shit. I'm like, I was pissed off. I could imagine because it, it wasn't, that's not fair. Like that's total bullshit. Like you had done all the credits, you should have been caught up and they were, was it like on a technicality? Like what were they, how did they decide that you didn't do the work that you did? That doesn't even make sense. Um, well, uh, I guess the, they weren't, they said they weren't going to transfer the credits or whatever. And it wasn't even guaranteed that I would get those credits at the end of the semester. So I spent like maybe, maybe, I don't know, six to eight weeks thinking about to finish school. Mm -hmm. so is it worth it? Mm -hmm. And you know, it just wasn't worth it to me at the time. Yeah. Well, listen, you could always. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you could always go back and finish that schooling if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you may change your mind. Listen, I 
couldn't stand school. I was very, it was very, I was like very anti-authority. I was like really rebellious. I couldn't stand going to school. And I literally got thrown out of three high schools. And the last thing I wanted to do when I was done with high school was go to college, go to more school. I'd rather fucking kill myself, right? So I didn't. But I have to tell you that when I was like 26 years old, I decided to go back to college and I graduated when I was 30. Um, And that's because that's when I wanted to do it. So you may change your mind and feel like maybe at some point in your life, and it could be in the next year, it could be in the next five years that you want to maybe do something else with your life and you know that you need that degree. So you'll go back and do the work, get your GED and then move on. And let me tell you, when you do that stuff, when you really want to do it, and when you're a little bit older, you'll be really proud of yourself. Like I was proud of myself that I don't care what people would say that I went to college at 26. I went when I wanted to, and I got so much more out of it because of that. And when I graduated, that was like a big accomplishment for me. And I think that eventually at some point in your life, you should probably try to go back to school and finish that degree and get your high school diploma so or your GED, whatever it is, so that you can maybe get into the gaming industry, don't you think? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it would make you feel better about yourself. You know, we you if you're gonna, you're at like a crucial time in your life, you're 27 years old. Eventually you're going to be 30 and then you're going to be 40 and then life starts to go really fast. And what separates the winners from the losers that are like older are, you know, the 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 people that like is like the motivation to sort of do the harder things in life that you need to do to change yourself. It's a matter of like choosing that path. You know what I mean? If you choose nothing right now, right? And you don't ever get that GD, you may never amount to anything. And that's like a waste, right? You don't have that sort of desire to get in technology and gaming for no reason. It's probably what you're supposed to be doing. And eventually you should do that. But let's get back to your sexual thoughts because I know that's what you called but I mean everything goes together right because like when you feel better about yourself and you know you feel more motivated to do different things I feel like sometimes when you have thoughts like this it could probably affect your whole life right because it's like you don't feel right about yourself is that true I mean yeah. Like you feel like something's wrong with you, right? Have you told, besides talking to me, I'm assuming that have other people, have you talked to other people from Craigslist about this? Uh, no, not really. So nobody, besides me right now, we're talking about this. Who else, does anyone else know about these thoughts that you're having? Um, I mean, probably that old, you know, ex, like that did. Your what? Your ex? You had a girl that you were with? Uh, no, that that long distance relationship I had been with. Oh, so you were honest with her about it? Yeah. And what did she have to say? Like, how did you tell her? Were you guys like emailing or texting? Like, how did you or were you FaceTiming? Like, what was your form of communication? Yeah. Um. No, we had emails back and forth. You know, forever. You know. Uh huh. And so, like, how did you eventually tell her that that was your deal? Um. Wait, the heart, the incest, or yeah, uh-huh. the whole incest thing. Yeah. The incest. How did you well, tell her that? Um, well, honestly, I you know I wasn't even going to tell her, but uh, you know, one night I just got real drunk and I started emailing. <laughs> Just lift up. Mm-hmm. 
And did she like freak out? Like, what did she do? What did she say? Um. Well, she tried to comfort me by you know uh-huh. saying it was okay. You know, people have different thoughts and whatnot, and you know, stuff just went on. And you know, she tried to talk, talk to me about it every now and then. I just kind of brush it off, but she actually seemed seemed to be into it. Into it or okay with it? Like, I guess okay with it. Right, right. Now, would you guys have, like, virtual sex, like, online sex? Like, would you guys do sexting? Like, how would how would you be intimate with her? Did you ever meet her in person? Uh, well, yeah, eventually. Eventually, we, um, we you know, web chatted, you know, we can't. But, uh, yeah, you know, we would sext here and there, you know. But, you know, and this is also why I say, you know, she's probably into it because during, like, while we were sexing and whatnot, she'd bring the idea of, you know, incest into the mix. Oh, to turn you on because she knew that that's what you, you were into. Yeah, so. Right. Maybe she had a little bit of that going on, too. You know, I think sometimes like attracts like, right? So maybe you were both like sort of having this relationship with each other because you maybe had that, the same thing going on, you know? Because most people, right, if you want a relationship, you want the girl to live down the block from you, right? Because you actually want to see her. I think long distance relationships sometimes are pretty safe for people that aren't ready to be fully intimate, right? Because you can't really be when somebody's that far away. Not saying that there's nothing to a long distance relationship, you know, but maybe she was going through the same thing you were, you know, when you were with her, all these other girls, all these other girls that you got blowjobs from, you told me one time you thought of like your family members and have you done that all the time with sex? Have you ever gotten turned on by another woman just strictly for who they were or does it always have to be, do you go in your mind to be the whole incest thing? Um, it it probably have to be deeper than just like, I mean, I'm not blind. I have seen, you know, hot girls and whatnot, but you know, I'd actually have to like get to know somebody to like be attracted to them. Right, but have you ever, so the girl that you met online, you obviously probably really known her, knew her, right? And did you eventually get attracted enough to her that sometimes when you guys would be sexting or whatever, that you would be turned on just by her without the incest sort of thing going on? Yeah, um, I tried to bring into her like yeah. as much as I could, but I, I just didn't see it happening. I'm like, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't happening. I'm, you know, so I just didn't know what to do at that point. And you know, later on, you know, the whole distance thing happened, so I kind of broke out. Right, right. And now with these, and yeah. and with the the girls that you find on Craigslist, when you use them for sex, right, and you're with them, obviously you don't have a connection with them, right, because you don't really know them. You're just sort of like, you know, getting it on. I'm assuming that when you're with them, you're thinking about family members when they're blowing you or whatever? Uh, well, yeah. So you've ne- have you ever, okay, there's a lot of porn out there, right? And everyone sort of uses it to get off, right? I'm assuming you use porn to jerk off. Like, have you ever 
when you use porn, what do you, what scenario do you go looking for? Do you, have you ever gotten just turned on by like the regular porn or do you look for like incest porn? Like, is, does that exist? Like that's legal out there? Well, I mean, um, you know, before I used to be, you know, I'd go like at porn or erotica or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'd calm me down. But now I'm at the point where it's, it's like any, I, I could say any porn or, you know, any erotica. And for some reason, I don't know why, my, uh, you know, I can imagine like, you know, a family member in this scenario. Oh, okay. That's what you put. Well, that's because that's what turns you on. That's why your mind just creates that, right? And now when you're with your family members in person, like, is it, do you get turned on by them in person when they're sitting across from you? Or is this strictly like when you're in your room alone jerking off? Um, no, I, no, uh, there's sometimes I do get turned on in front of and I have to like hide a certain body part or something. Right. And now are you close with your mom and your sister? Like what's your regular relationship like with them? Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm as close to them as I used to be. You're not? Uh, I wouldn't say so, but uh, however, right now we do live in the same house. Okay. Why do you think you're not as close with them? Do you think that you're a little freaked out because of your attraction? So you've kind of distanced yourself from them? Uh, possibly. I mean, were you close with your mom growing up? Yes, I was close. I was close with my mom growing up, and obviously the whole divorce thing, you know, me and my sister were pretty close during that. Now, let me ask you this. When your parent, how old were you when your parents were getting divorced? Uh, the whole thing started when I was pretty young, but I'd say, you know, at the peak of it, it was uh, between 12 and 14 years of age. Okay, and let me ask you this. When you were like going through that and you were really upset about what was going on, right? Did you like cry about it or did you find that maybe like you got like, because I think everyone checks out and sometimes feelings are just so strong, right? That we don't, we get afraid to actually have a bad feeling, right? So we check out by using different things, right? Instead of just being sad and crying or really facing our emotions, we check out, right? And so some people check out through drinking, some people check out through drugs, and some people check out through sex, right? Because when you're doing those things, you're like outside of yourself and you don't feel the pain that you're going through. Do you think that during that time when your parents were getting divorced that you like jerked off a lot because maybe that was like a way to get out of the situation? Like, did you fantasize a lot about sex and do a lot of that kind of stuff during that time? Um, I remember during that time, I tried to like not be around, you know, the whole drama and whatnot. Uh-huh. You know, I, I just like go. Yeah, even if it was by myself, I'd just go hang around outside or something. Right, because you, know, you were trying like, to get away I, from all the negative energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But is that when you started, like, and, jerking off at that during that time, during those years? No, actually, it, um, I did jerk off during those years, but... I, okay, so here's something that happened when I was 14. Obviously, my sister was like 17, you know, she did the whole, you know, she wasn't supposed to drink, basically, but... 
She did, right? Like she, yeah, she came home one night. Well, one day, like one morning, she was a uh, she was drunk, and uh, you know, I'm just you know, we're talking or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, she drops her pants. So I'm like, I'm 14. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. I like what I'm saying. But I'm not supposed to like it. Uh, right, but it's a vagina, uh, right? A, like, it is it is what it is, right? Like, maybe it's not even about that it's your sister's. It's just a, 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 the part of the body part that just turned you on because you're a heterosexual, right? Yeah. And then what happened? Well, um, I had curiosities before that, but they're just curiosities. After, after that point, I felt like, you know, like in the thoughts, they actually, like, I went haywire after that. I uh, basically, basically, how do I put this? I invaded her privacy after that. Okay, so what did you do? Did you start spying on her? Um, that was one thing. Yeah. What else? Um. Well. Okay, I guess I'll be honest about this. I uh, I usually go to like her clothes and stuff. Uh mm-hmm. huh. You know, like her panties. Yeah. And what would you do with them? Would you like smell them and jerk off to them? Like, would you steal them? Would you wear them? Like, I've had guys that are into panties before, so uh, they do different things with them. Like, you would steal them or just like, what would you do with her clothes? Uh, well, let's see. I don't want to endorse you or anything, but yeah, I used to okay. jerk off, and I used to jerk off, and sometimes I'd put them back in her drawer. Oh, okay. And so that kind of that thought, and then would you use that thought later to like to turn you on that the fact that like she's going to have your stuff in her on her panties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then would you feel guilty about that after? Well, you know, back then I didn't feel guilty. You know, how you know I was young, mm-hmm. I was aroused. You know, going mm-hmm. whatever. But now I think about it. I think back to that, like. I'm telling you, part of me feels like really guilty about it. Yeah, totally, of course. But that's like I said, you know, you're going to have to resolve those feelings. But it's good that you're in touch with them, right? And therapy will really help you because somebody will help you sort of understand those feelings. And because eventually you're going to have to like forgive yourself for that stuff when you clean your act up and like sort of get less, you know, more functional and, you know, and, and start to change yourself, right? Or start to be rewired. You're eventually going to have to forgive yourself for that because you'll understand that maybe, you know, these, you were doing those things because you had problems, right? And then you could go on with your life and feel better about yourself because, um, feeling bad about that stuff and carrying that around is a heavy thing, right? But you do still have this major problem. But I think that that, you know, that sort of moment when your sister, did she drop her pants because like she needed to pee and she was just wasted and she didn't really even understand that you were there? I mean, when she you dropped know, No, like we, we were talking and, you know, she seemed like, you know, it was fun and a playful thing to do. She didn't have to pee. She wasn't you know, morning we had a spy or something. Like, you know, she just seemed happy when she's morning. So she takes off her pants and then what did she do? Um, no, like she just she, she just looked at me, smiled and, you know, kinda, you know, spanked herself, but you know, that was it. She she you know, she pulled her clothes back up. I kinda kinda helped her pull her clothes back up, but you know, and then that was all.
Okay, right. You see, that's a tough thing to handle. I think, like I said, you're gonna have to go to a serious, you're gonna have to go to a real therapist that really knows this stuff. But I would say that that's something that could have really started that wiring for you, right? Like you even use the word, I had a therapist, I went to hardcore therapy in my life too. So that's why I totally believe in it. And she would go with the words, like the certain words that you use, like, you know, they sort of look at and they mean something, you know, because a lot of stuff is coming subconsciously, but you even use the word, I went haywire, right? And it's just like, I really think that like, maybe something like that, I think could really be powerful enough to create like this thing in your brain, right? Like a wire that goes in this other direction, right? And you're like, oh my God, like I was attracted and that was my sister. And now you create this connection, right? With your sexuality to your sister's vagina. And then because it felt good once, you keep doing it, right? And that's just natural human being behavior. And then what happens is you make that that connection stronger. And then all of a sudden you have that connection in your brain. That's what addiction is, right? I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I've conquered a lot of my addictions because I understand about that wiring. And the only way to unwire yourself, Izzy, is to stop feeding it, right? It's sort of like a, you know, a current, right? And you have to like block it and, or not feed it so that it dies, right? So the more you don't do whatever it is you want to do, that's how you kill it. And it's very hard. It's like harder than hard. It's the reason why most people can't quit drinking or can't quit smoking or can't quit jerking off to things that they know are wrong because every part of your being will want it, right? But you have to have the discipline to not do it. And that's how you eventually kill that wire that was created so long ago. And then you would eventually be able to create another one that is attracted to women, right? So that you could have a relationship and be more quote unquote normal and not be tormented by these thoughts that are making you crazy and probably taking up a lot of your time and ruling your life to the point where you can't probably even think about like going back to school and maybe getting your GED and figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life, right? And this is the time that you should be doing those things. Because there's a point in everyone's life where they either go down the loser path or the winner path. I mean, I do believe that as long as you're alive, no matter how old you are, you could always change yourself and you could always be better. And you, you know, there's always that opportunity, right? But you're still super young that you have many paths to choose from. When you get older, there's less and less, but like you're really young. And like I said a million times, I'm going to say it again. It's really great that you don't feel good about what you're doing and that you want to sort of figure it out because that means that you will, right? Now, is there a way that you could go to therapy? Well, actually, I had been into therapy before, mm-hmm. but um, I'm on government help, so I don't get much, and I'm a bit paranoid about the government. Funny, kind of funny, I guess, but it would take me maybe a month or two to save up for one session because they're pretty pricey, actually. No, I know. It's really unfortunate that because I've had really good insurance, right? And and it hasn't even really, maybe they'll give you like 12 sessions free and then you're screwed or they'll pay 30% of like, you know, $300. Like it's like ridiculous. They don't make it easy for people to go to therapy, which is so dumb because I feel like that's the root of a lot of things. Like there would be a lot less money that people would need for other things if they would just get mentally healthy. Do you know what I mean? 
So you've been in therapy though in the past? Were you honest with your therapist about these thoughts? Um, no, I haven't been into therapy. I just oh, okay. Just just look for therapy, but I never actually went to it. Yeah, you need help. Like maybe even if there's like books out there. Have you ever sort of Googled and tried to look for some books on the subject to see like maybe somebody that is there sort of like, you know, that maybe had those experiences and changed themselves or maybe psychologists that write about the topic. Have you ever Googled stuff? Um, I haven't really looked into books. I'm like, you know, I've just searched, you know, crazy things. If there was somebody out there that could help me, that was it. Well, other than that, I haven't really seeked out any self-help books or anything like that. You have to, yeah, you have to start, looking in, in other places too. I don't think it's bad, like, you know, to put that out on Craigslist, look for someone to help you. You just might get a lot of perverts out there that just want to like fuck around sexually that are into the same thing and are just going to actually take you down the wrong path, right? If you're really looking, are you looking, I'm assuming, right? Are you, this is what I think, you're, that you're looking to stop this, right? To, 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 to stop having these thoughts. Is, am I correct? Yeah, I'm looking to stop it. If not, at least to like slow them down because they seem they seem so frequent, you know. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Any kind of thing like that gets worse and worse because every single time you jerk off and think about someone that's related to you, that that thought in your mind becomes more powerful, right? That connection becomes more powerful. So basically look at it like you're feeding it, right? And if you want to kill yeah. it, right? The only way to do it is to starve it. And it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Like I said before, it's the reason why most people don't fucking quit anything. You have to like start saying no. And sometimes what helps with that is like when you get like super horny and you're thinking about maybe your sister or your mother or whatever starts to go down, distract yourself, go take a walk, like start to just do anything you can to get out of that mode so you could stop going down that path and you could correct it, right? And the more you do that, sometimes that will help. It will be hard. Like the first couple of times that you don't do it will be difficult. But the more yes. you do that, if you could try to do that, that can help. But like you need professional help somehow. Listen, you're not working, right? You're looking to solve this problem. When you want to change yourself and solve your problem or do big things in your life, it requires really difficult things, right? I, that's just the way it goes. So, you know, know that going in. So if it's really difficult to even get one session of therapy out there through the state, whatever, do what you have to do because you know what might happen and you never know because I really believe that when you really want something, the universe provides. Like maybe you'll go to get one session from the government and talk to a therapist and then they really feel for you if you're really honest and they, they may lead you in the direction of like someone that could help you maybe for free. You know, there are places like that out there and there are people that will do work like that with people just to help them. So I believe that you need professional help for sure. But before you get that and until that happens, you have to stop feeding your desire. And that's strictly like when you get horny, like I said, you have to stop doing it. What other things? I'm just curious, just because it's interesting to me. And I was just like, I don't know if you still do those things now, but besides stealing your sister's panties, have you done that kind of stuff to your mom too? Or just strictly you've done the snooping around with your sister? So actually, uh, with my mom things, you know, I try to have more, I try to remind myself like, okay, this is my mom. I shouldn't be doing this. 
But a while ago, she was like living here, and I did get the urge to look to her stuff, but that was it. I just went to it. I didn't rub anything or whatnot, so I put her clothes back. Okay, but besides stealing your sister's panties and like spying on her, have you done anything else to her? Um, to hold my sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, I've seen there was in different cases that happened after you know the initial thing that happened when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. After her well, dropping like, her pants, right? What happened after that? Yes, like uh, like uh, one. Like, one of the times I did act on something, her and my mom, they were they were drunk, and I did uh, sort of smack their ass. Mm-hmm. And what did you they know, do when that, you did that? You know, um, well, you know, and this is, these were, like, on separate occasions. Um, my mom didn't, like, she didn't react, and my sister, she, like, kind of jumped, kind of gave it, but didn't say anything afterwards or anything. Right. So you did, did you slap their ass or squeeze their ass? Like, what did you do? Like, you said you grabbed their ass? Like, what did you do to their ass? Yeah, yeah, I, I simply smacked it. You just smacked it. Yeah, so your mom probably thought you were just, like, playing around, right? Like, and it was no big deal. And she was wasted, so maybe she doesn't even remember, right? And your sister, it just seems like a lot of times when people are drunk, like, shit happens, right? So maybe she didn't even really, in her right mind, sort of focus. Was that the only time that those kind of things happened, or did you do that on more than one occasion with your sister? Um, no, um, no, I, I, that was the only time I basically touched her. Right. But besides the snooping, like, have you done anything where you've tried to watch her in the shower, like stuff like that, or just basically the other way you sort of snoop on her is by stealing her panties? Yes, actually, um, yeah, actually around the same time when I was 14, that was when I started, you know, trying to see her in the shower. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now in the future, that wouldn't have really mattered because I didn't see nothing. But later on, as we grew up and she got more drunk, eventually I did see her like, like fully nude, like you know, top off. And how did that happen? Did she know that you saw her? Uh, I don't think she knows. She was actually passed out. Oh, okay. So you would hear your sister drunk come home and then you'd go in and sort of look inside her room and see her there? Yeah, um, no. She was best there on the couch. Oh, in, in like your living room or your family room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had and taken all her clothes off? Yeah. Yeah, since it was summer and it gets pretty hot down here. Oh God! What that's and that happened to you again at fourteen after she pulled down her pants. Um no, by that point I mean I was still a kid. I was I was sixteen, I think. Yeah, but yeah. that's like super confusing for you. I think like that's really tough on you. I don't think that like you know in a way you weren't abused sexually, but I feel like that is like 
it's not abuse, right? Because your sister was drunk and she didn't know what she was doing. And it doesn't, you know what I'm saying at all, right? And even if your mom had done anything appropriate, she was drunk, right? So that's really the worst problem is maybe your sister has an alcohol problem. But the fact that um, you, like she she crossed the boundaries and sort of got naked in front of you and then got naked in, in you know, in, in the middle of her house where anyone could see her, you know, is... Um, really fucked up and really confusing for you, like for sure. And I would think that that's where this problem started because it all started after those experiences, right? Like that was that time it was, and maybe for your sister, that was her way of acting out because, you know, of the divorce too, where she was just getting really wasted because she couldn't deal with the pain of the divorce of your parents, right? So that's probably why she was drinking so much. So you feel bad for her, but the fact that, you saw her naked and probably that was like the first time you had seen a woman in real life naked, right? Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Like it's, it's really, it's like a hard thing. Like I wonder to myself, like as an, a male animal, let's pretend like you're not you and because we're animals first, right? And then we're human beings and we have these brains, right? But we're wired to just be attracted to certain things just because of nature, right? And you're like a guy and you're heterosexual, right? And you see like tits and ass and a pussy in front of you. Like it happens to be attached to your sister, but she's sleeping. So, and that's your first time you ever see it and you get aroused. Like, I just wonder if that's like inappropriate or maybe just naturally you couldn't help it. Right. Because it's tits or tits, right? Like, I don't know, like in that moment, like maybe just the animal in you gets attracted to those body parts. Right. Right. And then your mind is like, oh my God, that's my sister. That's fucked up. But you're uh, horny, right? Because your dick is hard. And then you jerk off. And then this crazy sort of thing gets in your head. And then now you can't get off on anyone but your sister, right? And that kind of makes sense to me. That it all could have happened in that way. You know what I mean? Whether you're 14 or seven, I think that it's like you're still a child like at that age, you know what I mean? And you were really super young and it must've been really confusing, you know? And now you're 27 and you're kind of fucked because you've been jerking off and creating this sort of wire in your head to be attracted only to, you know, to family members. So now you're full on, that's all you could get off on. So you have to unwire it. And I think that you need help. And I'm sure that there's places that offer free help. Like I said, you have to do what you what you have to do, even if it's difficult. Do you know what I mean? Because it is something you're really young still and you have the rest of your life ahead of you. And if you don't do stuff now to change this behavior, like it will just stay. Like things don't just go away on its uh, its own. It's not the movies. You know what I mean? You don't have like massive problems and they just fucking disappear. I think that's like what a lot of people think. Not you. I just think in life people think that you could have an issue and one day it'll just disappear. You know, changing yourself and your deep-seated problems, which we all have, okay? Everyone has shit, is really, really difficult. And it's the reason why so many people are fucked up and stay fucked up because people don't want to do what they need to do to change it. And most of the time, real change is very difficult. But you have the time. You're not working. And there's something about you that I feel like you have it in you to do what's going to be needed to change yourself because you want to. Do you know what I mean? So you have to like, A, look for therapy. Look for therapy. Try to get it through the state or try to Google places where you live that offer help for people that don't have 
the financial means to get help. I'm sure there's places out there like you, like that for you. Do you understand? Yeah, I get you. Like for sure. You need to be honest with a professional that will help you and understand you. And like you say, not be judgmental or not think you're crazy. You know, putting your ad on on Craigslist, you might get like other people that are interested in that and do they just want to like sort of get off sexually, you know, and that's not what you need right now. You need the opposite. You need people and somebody, even if it's one person that's going to help you, you know, and guide you in the right direction and undo what was done to you at a very early age. And, but that's like, you know, that's like professional help that you need. And let me just tell you this, okay? This is where you need to be warned too. Just because someone's a professional doesn't mean that they're always so great. I hate to say it. Do you understand? Sometimes it's hard to find the right therapist. And sometimes the therapists are more fucked up than they are normal. So you have to be careful with that too. So you have to like use your instincts, but you like, it's, and I hate to say that because then it's just like, I kind of like, I'm like, it's kind of like, well, then why bother? Right. Because you don't have the money as it is. So if you find somebody that's actually going to help you and that person turns out to be a sleazebag, like, what do you do? You know? But like I said, I do believe that when you really want with every part of your being to like change something or do something like, and if you really keep at it, you will, there will be a way like you will, you will figure it out. You will be helped. You just have to help yourself and you have to try more places than Craigslist to look for people to help you. Maybe there's a support group. I would start Googling like help for incest, uh, survivors because that's what I think that you are. I don't think that you're just somebody that's like into it and has never been touched and just has these dirty fantasies. I think you were sexually abused, like I said, by your sister, but not by her knowingly. You know what I mean? She didn't do it knowingly. Like she was, you guys were going through really hard times because there was a lot of shit going down in your family, right? She was older than you, so she had access to more shit to check out. So probably the divorce really affected her. She was like really wasted and she acted really inappropriate in the house in front of you, you know, and that was her way of acting out and that's her problems and she probably has problems too, her own shit that because of what happened to you guys in that house, you know, but you know, maybe look for like support groups for incest survivors because like I said, I believe that that's you could label yourself that and you could look for help that way. There's got to be groups like that or places or even nowadays, you know, your generation doesn't even need to meet up in person. Like there's meetup groups or there's like places online and forums that you could start talking to people. That's where you need to, that's where you're going to find the right people to talk to, not Craigslist. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You need to like get on your computer, right? And you need to Google that kind of stuff. And, and then somehow you will find people to talk to, people that are like you, people that understand you, and then maybe they could help you figure out where to go to get that free help, you know, that help from somebody that's yeah. maybe not going to be super expensive. And I know that like places do, you know, there are places like that and there will be, you can find somebody and maybe you won't be a professional. Maybe it'll be some other person who was like you and maybe to a different degree, whatever, but could understand it will help you because they've been through it and they'll tell you what they learned from their therapist that they paid for. Do you understand? That's who I am to all my friends. I paid for all the therapy, fixed myself. And now I tell people like, what I learned, you know, cause not everyone could afford it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? 
So yeah, I get you. Yeah, so you need to go online and Google like you know places and help for people that have those thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah, I can do it. It seems pretty easy. I mean, it's easy. I wonder why you haven't thought to do that yourself. I'm like, you know, I think that the whole whole therapy costs money thing, like I just got that engraved into my head right now. Yeah, but forget about the money thing, okay? Let's just say you're going to find some, you're going to find it for free, right? And like I said, now I I just, listen, I'm helping you and trying to figure stuff out. And this is the first time I'm talking to you. So I'm just thinking of things as we talk, right? So now I'm like, okay, so try the therapy route or look for places like social service places in your, in your place where you live and see if you could get some. But what could really help you too is the internet, finding a forum, finding people online that are looking, but you're looking in the wrong place. Craigslist is not the place. Like you, if it's hard though, when you Google, I think it's like a little scary to Google incest, (laughs) but like there has to be groups that you could Google, like, you know, and find out information or find out people that have went through it to, or no, it's pedophilia that you can't Google. Like, I, I just don't know, like if it's like, you know, I mean like incest survivor groups, you know, you know, help for people who were molested, people with incestuous thoughts, like just Google stuff like that. And I bet you, you will find some really interesting things. And there has to be a forum out there or a group that you could become a member of that even if it's online, who cares? You're not the only one, right? That's the good news. Nobody's the only one of anything in this world, okay? We're just millions of, statistically, it's not possible. You know, just when you think, oh my God, I'm the only one that has this problem. You're not, okay? There's probably millions of people that have these same thoughts and struggle the same way you do. And there's gotta be people that put together some groups or people are talking about it online and people that have already cured themselves and are looking to help other people. And you need to find those people. And nowadays, listen, you know, 20 years ago when I had problems, I didn't have the internet. You know, I had encyclopedias and that's about it, okay? You have the internet. That's like where you just, is like information overload. You could find anything that you need to find. So you need to look for people to talk to about this who are much more knowledgeable about it than I am who can help you. Though I do believe my um, stuff that I'm telling you is actually good and right advice, you know, to start off with, but you need ongoing advice. You know, you need to really be talking to somebody all the time. You need like a friend. It's like an AA, they get like a sponsor and they talk to that sponsor every day. And that sponsor is there for them so that they don't fall off the wagon and go out and drink. You know, you need that person. You need somebody that you're going to talk to, whether it's once a day or once a week that you could check in and sort of be honest about where you're at and they could pull you in and tell you to stop doing something, you know, because really it's at this point, it's going to be a a discipline thing. You know, it's going to be you stopping like jerking off in general to anybody or doing any kind of spying on your sister and cutting that all out, you know, and then, you know, maybe figuring out why it happened and stuff. But that's what it's going to come down to at first is just like putting that down, like not doing it. It's like the alcoholic that stops drinking. You have to just stop jerking off. Uh, no, that, you know, I don't know if that's funny. Shit, stop jerking off. I mean, I could stop jerking off to so-and-so talk, right? 
I think I can. Yeah, you have, it's like, I get that you say you think you can. You have to force yourself to. Even when you feel like you can't, you have to force yourself not to. Do you understand? That's like what willpower is, right? Yeah. You have to push yourself to do something sometimes. It's like, it's, you know, that you want to do and then you say, no, I'm not going to do it. That's like real willpower. You know, people that act like they're so strong and they don't do things. It's like, you don't even want to do it. Like there's no strength in that. Real strength is like when you actually want to do something and you don't do it, right? You know, prove that you have that. And everybody has that in them, right? You know, you have to summon up that part of yourself. You have to start being disciplined in the way you in the way you think when it comes to your sexuality, you know? So right now I would suggest just not jerking off at all, right? And it, when that urge comes up or you see your mom or your sister and you get a little horny, like distract yourself. Like don't even go there in your head. Take your mind and put it someplace else. What else are you into? Are you into like, like, like um, games online, like shit like that? Like what are you really, what else are you like really into? Yeah, that's uh, well, that's what I've been doing lately. I'm like, since I do this with my mom and sister, you know, yeah, uh, shit gets difficult. But whenever I think I'm out of thought, I just go play video games or I write poetry. Are you what? Or or I write poetry. Oh, that's great. Are you right? Yeah. So you write poetry. Yeah. So you know. I do those things to distract myself from, you know, either thoughts I'm getting or, you know, whenever I'm I'm almost in the mood. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. There's something about you that I believe can really conquer this. Like, are you already, like, have been instinctually, like, you knew, like, certain things to do. Like, you, like, to me... Like you're, you're smart, like you're smart, like you know the deal and you've already been implementing things that I think would work and you started doing that already. You know, you have a lot going for you. Like you can, you could fix yourself and you should, as long as you're alive and you're, you know, that's what you're here for. Like, so we're all put on this planet, I believe, to have certain problems, fix them, become better people and then we die. Like that's just what it's all about, right? This is your problem, whatever. On some level, this is what you have to deal with. There's, you can't give it back, right? This is what it is. And now it's a matter of like conquering it. I think you can. I think you're smart. Like I said, I think you're very self-aware. It's, it's great that you are putting ads out there looking for help. Um, it's great that you already know to distract yourself. It's great that you feel guilty. That's like a real good thing to have right <laughs> is like that guilt yes. because you you know right from wrong right yes. you're not like a person you're not a bad person right you're just you got your wires got crossed at a certain time in your life where you were really susceptible to shit going down with you because you were really vulnerable because of what was happening in your family do you understand there was a lot of confusion there a lot of negative energy you were picking up on it Right. And then you have your sister and she was fucked up too. And everything, like you said, went haywire. And you have to undo that now because now you're an adult, right? You're past the stuff with your parents. Like it's going to be your life from now on. You know, you have to make it what you want to be. There's no reason for you not to be enjoying women more and having sexual experiences that are satisfying that don't make you feel guilty afterwards. And listen, even if it's really difficult work, 
and say it takes three years, big deal. You have the rest of your three years is nothing compared to like the next 60 you'll have of being okay, right? So look at it that way. I think a lot of people never want to do work on themselves because they think it's going to take a lot of time and they only like sort of think in the present or whatever. And it's like stupid because even if it takes you a couple of years to fix yourself, like you're going to have more years after that of being healthy and happy. I quit drinking. I've been sober 13, 14 years and I had to do that for myself and it made me a much happier person. It was the hardest thing I ever did, right? But it has made my life so much better. So those first couple of years that were brutal were totally worth it. Whereas some people will never go through those brutal first couple of years because they don't want to go through anything brutal, but they'll never have that happiness afterwards, right? There's a book called The Road Less Traveled by this guy named Scott Peck. It's an old book from like a long time ago, but like one of the first sentences is like life is difficult, right? That's just, and that's like the truth, right? But he talks about how you need in life to learn how to give up instant gratification for future gratification. And that's what people don't want to do, right? And that's what you need to do now. You need to give up that instant gratification when you're hard, right? For that future gratification. And at first it's going to be really difficult to do. But there's future gratification for you. The real gratification will come when you don't ha- you don't have those thoughts anymore, when you're free of them. And I believe that you will be one day. I believe you have it in you. You just have to keep wanting to fix this part of you and keep doing things to try to fix this part of you and you will eventually succeed. And don't give up until you do. And listen, trust me, you will jerk off to your sister again and you will feel guilty. Like it's not going to be a perfect path to changing yourself. Do you understand? Like you will say, okay, I'm going to be disciplined. And then you're going to, you're not going to be. And don't let that make you not try again. Do you understand? Expect to mess up and not to be perfect because nobody is perfect, but you have to keep trying and eventually you will succeed. I believe you have it in you. I could just tell. And you're going to be okay. You just have to like, conquer this and you have to go find a group and some people out there that are like you that have been through this and are on the other side that could help you and you have the internet that is the place for you to find the people yeah okay yeah what well, well, thanks i mean talking about this has helped a bit I mean. what Talking about this has helped a bit, so thank you for that. Of course. That's why I, I like I love doing my show because I don't know if you looked at a lot of my shows, the categories. Like some people think it's like a dirty sex show, but like I talk to people about their sexual th- desires and things that they do, and I help a lot of people, and I have to say that most people always say that talking about it and being honest about something that they haven't been able to be honest about before really feels good and helps them and takes, you know, it's like a releasing a burden. And that's why I do my show anonymously because nobody knows who you are. I don't even know who you are, right? So it helps you to feel more comfortable being honest and it feels good to be honest, but like you need to do this on a regular basis, you know? Yeah. It will, it'll help you imagine like, you, you know, just talking to me for the time that we talked, it made you feel better. When, once you start doing that on a regular basis with somebody that could really help you, you're going to, you're going to feel better. And then the more you, once you start feeling better about yourself and you, you're going to want to probably go back to school and get into this, like, it's just like a domino effect, you know, but it all starts, it all starts here by fixing this. You'll feel better about yourself because when you feel guilty and you feel terrible and you feel like, it's like, you feel like a failure 
when you do something that you know you shouldn't be doing. And that just makes you feel bad about yourself. And then that gives you low self-esteem. And then when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel like you could do anything. So it, therefore, it, like it affects your whole life. That's why it's really super important for you to keep looking to uh, fix this part of yourself. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to, I'll talk to you again. Like we'll have you on for a part two, but you need to like call me back and tell me that you like you found some forum online and you're talking to people or you found a therapist, something, go do something, start with, you know, something. And then I, I'll have you back on. Okay. Okay. Good luck with everything. Okay. All right. Bye, Izzy. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.